into the end zone right here for any type of Hail Mary. Can they get a couple yards? You have no timeouts. Middle of the field. You're going to have to pitch it. Benson has it. Somebody needs, well, you're going to end the game. And that's it. And that's how it goes. The Steeler win streak stops. The losing streak for the Lions stops. <laughs>Time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodigy here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. And there you have it. It's brought to you on NFL on Fox right there. Uh, that was the final call of the game uh, right there for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Detroit uh, Lions right now, uh, which for the second time in their all-time head-to-head matchups, uh, last time since 1959, we see these two teams end in a tie. And uh, guess where it was at? It was in Pittsburgh at that time. I want to say it was uh, Forbes Field at that time. But anyway, nonetheless, right now, uh, Steelers right now, uh, as you can imagine, hurting right now, uh, missing a clear opportunity to take advantage and move up to first place in the AFC North. Instead, they inch a half game closer uh, with a tie 5-3-1. and one. Uh, Not the greatest scenario in the world right now. Had some uh, lingering injuries uh, following coming out of that game. We'll get to in a second, but still, I mean, man, oh man, was that like a, a wild and embarrassing game just from top to bottom. It was just insane. I mean, just never seen anything quite like that uh, where we just saw everything just be all on the line right there. He's just heard the broadcasters. That was uh, Chris Myers right there who had the final call sitting alongside uh, Daryl Johnson. Jen Hale was a silent reporter. Uh, Yes, second time. And so the all-time head-to-head matchup for the Steelers uh, still in favor of them over the Lions at 17 wins with 14 losses and, of course, uh, two ties, and uh, here is the updated uh, AFC playoff picture right now. The Steelers, they move into the number five seed, thanks in large part to the Kansas City Chiefs, who actually defeated the Las Vegas Raiders, who actually temporarily moved into first uh, place uh, with the Chargers uh, losing uh, yesterday afternoon to the Minnesota Vikings, and so pretty much that game right there was uh, for who was going to get first place in the AFC West. She's moving the first place in the division. So for right now, Steeler fans, uh, kind of breathe a sigh of relief, I guess, uh, that you don't have to worry about dealing with the Chiefs. They could still fall into that wild card uh, pitcher. But uh, even still, I think the Steelers still have the edge in uh, tiebreakers if we were to come down uh, to that, uh, basically. But uh, – I mean, uh, here's where it stands right now. Steelers would own uh, the conference record 
and uh, strength of schedule so far right now, as well as common games. So they got quite a few uh, tiebreakers if it were to come down to that scenario. But even still, I mean, the tie kind of pretty much eliminates that equation right now. So, I mean, uh, there we have it right now. Uh, definitely some pain right now. Uh, probably definitely, I think, one of the worst losses in a long time. I mean, if you're a Steeler fan, and me personally, myself, I mean, not a loss, but a tie, but it definitely sure feels like a loss right there. Uh, and remember, I mean, one very key thing going into this game was Ben Rosberger testing positive for COVID on Saturday evening right now. Now, remember, Mike Tomlin did address the media earlier in the offseason. He did acknowledge that everyone on his team was vaccinated, so that's a good part right now. Now it's just up to the mayor if Ben Rosberger can produce two negative tests in consecutive days right there in order to get himself cleared uh, for COVID, COVID protocol and make sure he's asymptomatic, uh, meaning that he has no symptoms uh, of what COVID-19 brings. Uh, but for right now, there you have it. Uh, and you got seven out of your remaining eight games coming up right now, uh, big head-to-head matchups. And all eight of these games, too, are going to mean something in the tiebreakers, too, by the way. So here we go. Let's go ahead and sound off right now uh, as we're looking. If you guys want to follow me on social media, you can definitely do so. You can check me out on Twitter, at CGR and on Instagram, at Nations. We're looking at right now, like I said, a tough day at the office right now, having yet another tie under Mike Tomlin's uh, resume right now. Uh, since 1969, between him, Chuck Noll, and Bill Cower, uh, only – his previous two predecessors each have one tie in their one loss column in their column. Tomlin now has two ties as head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, right now. And, and the, the crazy thing about all this too, I mean, we're, we're talking about too, and I remember saying this, uh, you needed nine wins to avoid having a non-losing season. And that nine wins too, if he gets the nine wins this season, that also puts them past Bill Cower also in career wins. He's already passed him in regular season wins at 150. But if he gets four more for regular season and playoff that will combine four, he'll officially pass him uh, clearly right there. Uh, still could do it right now at this point uh, as we uh, look at. But, uh, yeah, definitely uh, not the way to uh, come out on this Monday. Definitely no one's Monday when uh, things are going wrong. But. Anyway, Mason Rudolph right now, uh, I, I must say, he drops a 5-4-1 right now as a starter uh, in when filling in for the Steelers as a record as a quarterback. Now, remember, if, uh, in case anyone's uh, wondering how does a quarterback in the NFL uh, earn a win or loss as a record, uh, simple, it's pretty much whoever starts the game. So it really doesn't matter if you, like, leave the game, I mean, trailing or with a lead. I think usually they'll give the credit to the – quarterback who started that game uh, from my understanding basically. So he has 2,081 yards in all uh, 10 of those games, 10 career starts, 13 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. And once again, what was the big story in this game right here? The turnover battle. One of them which coming by Mason Rudolph earlier in the first half, which I felt was uh, huge and costly, uh, which proved a lot 
I really feel like, you know, the, I mean, the run defense definitely got challenged. The Steelers uh, were met by the Lions uh, run blocking. Uh, they were beating them on the edges. Uh, clearly in this game right here, as uh, we look at it, I mean, for all the most part, I mean, you saw it right here. I mean, uh, basically, I mean, that interception that was thrown by uh, Mason uh, Rudolph, this was on the Steelers' uh, third drive of the game when they were up uh, seven to zip right here. And uh, the Lions did not get any points off turnovers. Uh, Steelers did not force any turnovers in this game, which is another thing right now. I continue to harp on this, too. And when you look at the season and the way everything continues to move along, you got to start uh, getting some turnovers right now. It's not been uh, happening consistently enough right now. And you look at their turnover ratio right now. I mean, they're minus three for the year. They've only got eight takeaways uh, with five of those uh, being recovered off the ground more likely to do a force fumbles and only three picks. Now, remember, this is the formula right here, the makings that cost the Steelers team three years ago from making the playoffs. Now, granted, I mean, for the most part, you are kind of safe right now. You didn't drop out of the, out of the wild card seedings, the top three seeds, but getting very dangerously close right now where you got really uh, start to wonder right now, uh, we saw in this game, too, I mean, Najee Harris right now, uh, game ball, I'm going to go ahead and give it to him. I'm going to go ahead and start off right now. Uh, he gets game ball for this game. Uh, once again, 105 yards off the ground, uh, 26 carries, uh, 4.0 yards per attempt, and four receptions for 28 yards for a total of 30, touch, 30 touches of 133 uh, yards. I know it sounds like I'm being a broken record, constantly giving this guy a game ball, but I mean, at the same time, too, I mean, listen, you, you got to, like, do somewhere. And uh, on the very Steelers' first possession of the second half right here, I mean, you, you look at the key uh, differences in this game right now and, like, where things really started to get out of control uh, for the Steelers. I mean, before we get into that touchdown, I want to just uh, mention something real quick right now uh, when you look at Steelers did a phenomenal job despite going into a ha halftime that was uh, tied up. Steelers uh, did well possessing the ball. Uh, they had the, had time possession nearly double than what the Lions did. It was about over 19 minutes to 11 minutes of what the Lions was. Close to was about eight minutes approximately. But then in the second half, uh, you saw the Lions right there. They were out. Um, they were able to control the tempo uh, with the clock right there. Outgained it by about approximately four more minutes than what the Steelers did about 22 minutes to nearly 18 minutes of what the Steelers had for and a half. And here we go. I mean, the very first uh, drive of the game that the Steelers had in the second half, uh, got as close as to the five-yard line right there. And you, you looked at it right there, and uh, basically that uh, looked bad. And uh, this is one of the red alert moments we're going to get into uh, Mike Tomlin, who was asked about that, uh, on the five-yard line, open the second half possession, he said we have run-pass option on first down, according to Tomlin. They gave us a look. I think they had six defensive linemen in the game, and so we had an opportunity in the pass game. But when it's incomplete, it opens up for that judgment, and so I own all that. 
And that, that's the sickening thing about all this too right here. Because when you look at those uh, plays in particular, when you get down to that, uh, you know, like, you know, goal, wherever the down is and goal, I mean, there was no uh, handoff to Najee Harris right there. All three of them were uh, passing attempts right there, either short or just Rudolph uh, scrambling right there. I mean, it's very sickening. And to be honest, I'm watching this game right now. It just seems like, I don't know if it's a coincidence to me or anyone else watching out here, but he seems like he's trying to mimic Ben Brosberger than he is trying to be himself. I just, I, as a, look, I think he's still a solid uh, quarterback on the bench. Starter, when it's like the biggest games on the line uh, that matters, where you need some wins, it's, he's not the guy anymore, unfortunately. Uh, He's just, uh, he's just proven his uh, lack of confidence right now. I'm not saying you could still work with the guy, but for right now, uh, if it's going to be life beyond Ben Rosberger and continue under Mike Tomlin, we got once again a reminder of sample size. Now, granted, Rosberger's mobility is not all that great. I mean, he's still playing as a barely an above average quarterback. But at the same time, too, I mean, what are your options going to be when this season uh, finishes? How's the season going to define the black and gold? Uh, two, I mean, what options are we going to be having available once we cross that bridge uh, to free agency or the trade market in the offseason? And then who's going to be available in the draft right now? I mean, one guy we see to continue to keep uh, hearing a lot right now um, as we continue to go on right now uh, as we get a little bit more uh, – Closer is uh, Kenny Pickett. Uh, Kenny Pickett out uh, of University of uh, Panthers right now, uh, who's uh, right now throwing for th- over 3,000 yards, 3,517 yards, 32 touchdowns of four interceptions right now, uh, basically, which is his highest uh, at the university right now. Uh, looks like he could be on pace for about like uh, 4,000 yards uh, career high for this young man here as we look at it right now. But, yeah, I mean, uh, and, and the thing about it is, too, remember, I mean, the Panthers and the Steelers, they both share Heinz Field on those weekends when football is in town. I'd be real interested to see uh, how that uh, works. I mean, you already heard the reports of uh, Kevin Colbert, along with play other executives, uh, attending one of his uh, recent games in person. And I, I just – I got to believe right now, listen, all options are on the table right now. And I, I, I feel like in this game, I'm still more encouraged by Najee Harris's running game despite the run block issues we continue to see uh, every now and then. But at the same time, too, uh, when you don't have a quarterback right now, it is really interesting to see – how things uh, roll on without Big Ben Roethlisberger. It's uh, it's a very shaky future. I I mean, can we still look at 2019 and like think that Mike Tomlin can't do that again with his staff? Absolutely. My only concern is right now, Matt Canada, 
I mean, listen, I, I like some of the ideas of Jet Sweep and uh, the way he's trying to get other people involved. I mean, there's some good uh, usage in there, but the problem is when you don't have the proper pieces in play, like the proper uh, linemen, the proper uh, tackles and guards to help you, uh, you're only going to go so far, I feel like, in my opinion right now. And that's just right now. I don't think he's got the proper pieces. We're definitely seeing how this season's being missed by guys and uh, Marquise Pouncey and, of course, David DeCastro. I think those have been uh, huge uh, bullet wounds uh, to this team right now this season. And you really start to get a feel of how things were really going to shape up for them this year. But, I mean, at the end of the day, listen, still in second place in the AFC North. I mean, I'm just – I'm more frustrated at the fact that you had an opportunity – uh, to move up in in the standings in first place once again, like they did at the start of the season, and to have that denied right now, uh, pretty much door slammed in their face. Neither team, I don't think, were showing enough will and want to win this game. You can maybe argue Dan Campbell a little bit, but still, I mean, listen, uh, as far as Dan Campbell goes, I mean, his first season as a head coach of the Lions, it's an incomplete for him right now. You didn't get the win, but yet you didn't get the loss uh, in this game here. And I thought one interesting thing is, too, I'm sure people heard some of the reports right now, uh, Mason Rudolph uh, being asked in the press con- by the press conference uh, shortly after the game, he was asking if there was any communication between him and Ben Rosberger. I mean, of course, remember, yes, I mean, on Saturday, uh, Ben Rosberger tested positive uh, for COVID. He was feeling uh, symptoms or whatever. Uh, he self-reported as a team. Good for him. Uh, but what happened was, uh, and depending like how severe uh, sick he was, I think he, heard he had some chills or whatever, but – I, I did kind of find it a little uh, odd and surprising that there was no communication from Ben Rosberg to Mason Rudolph. Now, I mean, you got, I mean, you can decide with this either way. I mean, listen, COVID, I get it. It's a different times we're in right now uh, when people who are getting uh, sick where it's uh, t- testing positive from not having the vaccine who are sustainable to getting the virus or if you are vaccinated and you catch it from someone who is not vaccinated, or you do catch it from someone who is vaccinated, I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, it just, my thing is, you know, listen, I, I can understand that there's no time to talk on the phone for a few minutes, but a text message or two, I, I'm surprised nothing was communicated to Mason Rudolph. But I mean, at the same time, listen, Mike Tomlin knows what he's doing. I mean, he's been doing this a long time right now. I mean, it's 15th season. I just, I will say this right now. This loss right now, I mean, this tie to a, a losing team once again, this is as worse as you get right now. And I think uh, confidence right now amongst uh, Steeler Nation has to be shaken somewhat. Because the thing is, I mean, yeah, you did not move down in the wild card pitcher. You didn't get knocked out of it, but we're testing the waters right now for an ugly ending, possibly. And I'm ho- hoping that's not the case because the thing is, I mean, you had a nice 
four-game winning streak going uh, were they were struggling with uh, halftime uh, deficits or leads going into that. And just to recap that, too, by the way, uh, for this year, when it came to the Steelers, uh, as far as, like, uh, dealing with uh, leads or uh, deficits going into the halftime, uh, here's what, what we got right now uh, for that. As far as with uh, halftime leads, here we go. Uh, whenever they're trailing uh, going into the second half, uh, one and two this season, uh, they will normally be down, uh, maybe outscored by about 19 points in those three games to the Bills, the Raiders, and the Packers. They won one out of those three games. Uh, and then in the second half, they will outscore their opponents by seven points as far as point differential, 40 to 33. Now, whenever they had a lead going into the half, uh, they were undefeated this year. But the only concerning, th the alarming thing was about it, uh, whenever he had like built up a lead by 36 point uh, differential total in three games uh, for a second half, I mean, they were being outscored by 23 points in the second half, 34 to 57. Uh, and this is where we, I think we start to see like the frustration uh, come in here. It's just, uh, where are we going? I mean, is it, is, it, is it a question as far as like the proper adjustments being made? I mean, there's still people who support Mike Tomlin and I, I applaud them, but let, let's be honest right now. I mean, is this team ever going to realistically, I mean, beyond Ben Brosberg right now, you keep coaching like this. I mean, he keeps this team in contention for a long time. I believe in the guy. But I also do believe right now it's just, is it possible that a Super Bowl is not in the horizon for him ever? I mean, you know, it, it's uh, very few guys who are able to win multiple these days. And that's why I always continue to, you know, remind again this trend. I'll always support the guy. He'll always be my head coach. He'll always be our head coach for the team in the black and gold. But when you see stuff like this, and granted, he's playing in a different era of football, unlike, unlike Chuck Noll and Bill Cower. I mean, we're scoring. It's definitely going to be a lot more the name of the game, and plus with some officiating too. Now, I'm not going to put pro officials into this game by a mix. No, this is a lot more self-inflicting right here for the most part. Uh, Steelers, I mean, just made a lot of – just got caught napping a lot in this game. I don't think they really took the Lions that seriously. And speaking of not taking uh, too seriously, Tom would even have to say uh, just too sloppy to win, according to Tomlin. Uh, Core fundamental things. We didn't tackle well enough throughout the game defensively. Then in the most critical moments, we didn't maintain possession of the ball on offense. We didn't do enough to secure victory. I 100% agree with that. And then also, too, you, you had guys uh, following the game, too, uh, after this uh, coming out. I mean, like, more particularly, like, uh, Terrell Edmonds, especially Joe Schober. Joe Schober said twice during his post-game news conference that they need to take practice seriously. Uh, Terrell Edmonds wasn't our guy that was alluding to that, too. Uh, there was a lot of missed tackles in this game right now. Uh, Evans was saying we had to come out and practice harder. And, and you know what? I mean, I think that's uh, very uh, well said. 
by Schober. And not, not that Schober, he's speaking out of turn, trying to get some attention. It's really like a negative buzz. But I mean, a guy who's been a solid veteran in his career, I mean, coming over uh, primarily from the Browns and, of course, the Jaguars. I mean, listen, I mean, this guy is a veteran right now. He's in his sixth season. I mean, he likes to enjoy some success. He's a pro bowler. Uh, one time that was in his second season. I mean, I think he's doing a great job so far. I mean, having six three, I mean, total tackles uh, for this season. I mean, he looks like he's doing uh, his best. He's second in the team in tackles right now with six three. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick. Uh, speaking of which, right now on the injury front, uh, we heard about Ben Roethlisberger being placed on COVID nineteen list. Well, Mika Fitzpatrick, he is the latest one that has been added. But like I said, good news is everyone has been fully vaccinated. Now it's just a question, can he be able to, like, not have any more symptoms and produce two negative tests, not test positive the rest of the way? Uh, because I got to tell you, man, uh, right now, I mean, they're going to need whoever is available and whoever they could have ready to go in this game. Because the Chargers right now, you need the handle business right now uh, versus Chargers. It's a head-to-head matchup, just like how it was three years ago when they came to town in Heinz Field back in December. And uh, the Chargers right now, I mean, you got to believe right now, I mean, they pretty much let a uh, – a division uh, slip away, but they're still in the wild card picture for right now. They are the seventh uh, seed going into this right now. And remember, they beat the Raiders earlier in the season, so they have uh, one half of the head-to-head matchups, which is a huge deal uh, for them being up over the Raiders right now. And uh, that's all for right now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you have the Browns right now. They got destroyed by the Patriots uh, and – in their matchup, uh, did not did not look good in New England. I uh, pretty much uh, called that one with uh, Tom Green. Uh, thanks, by the way, who uh, had me on a few days ago. He was a host of the Tom Green podcast. Browns, they actually lost that game 45-7 to seven right there. And uh, I think uh, Mayfield, I think he left the game with a knee contusion in that game. So Case Keenum had to come into that game. But Mac Jones had pretty uh, – Decent day, throwing three touchdowns, uh, zero picks right there. They uh, outrushed the Browns on the ground to the Patriots. 184 yards rushing versus 99 yards of the Browns right there. And they're able to get five sacks opposed to the Browns, too. I mean, good sign. The Bengals, they were on their bye. And, of course, you have the Ravens, who lost to the Miami Dolphins in Miami, 22 to 10. And, like I said, I cannot tell you enough – how bad this feeling is right now to not capitalize. It's just the most unforgivable thing you do right now, especially with a team like the Lions, when you got to handle business. If it is any given Sunday, we already knew they're going to be a desperate team. But I got to tell you what, I got to give shout-outs to on this team before we move along here, on this uh, Lions roster right here. I mean, we already knew how sick the running game was going to be. DeAndre uh, Swift right there. 130 yards off of 33 uh, carries. Uh, he had uh, no touchdowns on the ground, but he definitely uh, controlled the tempo as far as, uh, I mean, like uh, moving the chains a lot in this game right here, too. 
But, I mean, other than that, I mean, uh, Jared Goff, he was playing with a bad uh, hip in this game, too, I think, and still cannot do enough to take advantage. Uh, and when you look at this game right here, the way this game shifted, too, I mean, the, the, the Lions in this game, by the way, who outgained uh, the Steelers 229, 145 yards. I feel like around the fourth quarter is when the Steelers' run defense started to lock down them. Now, granted, they did hold them to six points in the second half. That was a touchdown that was given up. And let's be honest, too, a missed extra point uh, that was uh, missed by the Lions in that third quarter, we could definitely argue that that almost seems to be like the difference in that game. If they didn't make that extra point attempt, they probably escape with a nasty upset over the Steelers, 17 to 16. And uh, you just cannot have that right now. So let's go ahead and just uh, go ahead and give up. Uh, I mean, uh, proceed along with the injury updates right now. Uh, Mike Thomas did acknowledge that Joe Head, he had midfoot sprain along with Watt with a hip and knee injury. Trey Turner and Kevin Dodson both ankle injuries. And then uh, as we got updates, some good news are reported by Kevin Petra of NFL Network. TJ Watt avoided major injury in regards to his hip and knee. Uh, Rapport added that Watt is sore. If there were a game today, he wouldn't be able to play. But the good news uh, from the test suggests Watt might be able to play this week against the Chargers. Uh, great thing right there. Because I, I got to tell you right now, uh, for a guy who, I mean, who's looking to like uh, really – I mean, make a name for himself. I mean, as far as, like, defensive player of the year and uh, what you're trying to do, I mean, well, when you look at it, I mean, it's just it's just really uh, a season right now where he's been, uh, been proven to be worth every dollar and every uh, worth of his contract right now. And uh, T.J. Watt right now, he is on the verge right now if he's able to clear the goal. But he is closing in on passing up James Harrison, who has a single-season record of 16 sacks for the Steelers right now. Now, unofficially, uh, since unofficial sacks have been listed, uh, Gene Lipscomb, uh, defense tackle for the Steelers in 1961, he had 17 and a half. But the ones that count are the ones since 1982. James uh, Harrison has 16 and plus, when you look at a guy like T.J. Watt, too, he's got a chance right now, too, to possibly even, like, uh, join Miles Garrett. I mean, those guys are neck and neck for, I mean, most single sacks in the season right now, which we haven't seen in a long time. And the uh, sacks I'm referring to right now, uh, which have been the uh, records that's been set by Michael Strahan, point two and a half sacks. Uh, Michael Strahan, he did that back uh, 20 years ago. How My, how fast uh, time flies right now. But when you look at a guy like uh, T.J. Watt right now, I mean, I mean, through nine games, he has uh, 12 and a half uh, sacks right now. And in order for him to uh, get 10 and a half more to pass uh, Strahan, he's going to at least need almost like a sack and a half, close to two sacks a game, basically. And uh, he, he could do it, man. I, I'll tell you right now. I mean, that will definitely be uh, fun to watch if he's able to 
I mean, uh, get this record right here. And if he's able to stay healthy and not be any more sore right now, but man, I mean, for a guy right now who is neck and neck right up there with uh, Miles Garrett for uh, leading sacks uh, this year, I mean, his uh, highest in the season through uh, nine games is right now at 12 and a half. Uh, the closest one has been seven and a half in uh, two years ago in 2019. And then seven apiece in 2020 last year and three years ago in 2018 at seven. And his rookie season with four sacks. So TJ Watt, uh, please continue to get rest healthy. And also, by the way, too, Joe Hayden, he's considered day-to-day with a foot injury, uh, according to source from Ian Rapport of NFL Network. Some of the monitors he left yesterday's game and didn't return. So, like I said, uh, breakdown AFC uh, playoff picture once again as we get ready to wrap things up. Uh, Chiefs and the Raiders, Steelers move into the fifth seed, followed by the Steelers are the Patriots. They own the strength of victory and strength of schedule at 467, 574. Uh, next will be the Chargers with the seventh seed. Uh, Steelers, they own the strength of victory, 467, and strength of schedule at 574. Raiders drop into the AFC by virtue of their AFC record at four and two over the Bengals at ninth. Followed by them are the Colts, Browns, and Broncos. And like I said, they're going to be having four playoff teams the rest of the way. So let's see what happens right now. But uh, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and end it right now. This is Ben, the Mount Steel Podcast, as well as Showbuds post-game show, uh, which I was supposed to have earlier in the day. I had to figure a lot of things out. But other than that, looking good. And I want everyone to continue to stay safe, healthy as we march close to Thanksgiving and the Christmas holidays. Always leave you. Don't be trolling. Don't be rolling. Here we go, sir. Here we go. I got it.